Are you looking to create lasting change at your company to reduce the gender gap? If so, Women Offshore wants to help you get there. Join us August 3rd from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time for our Inclusion Summit. This is the first event of its kind in the maritime industry that will guide you through what's needed to build belonging through policy and explore topics in allyship. Today, I'm going to give you another taste of what to expect at the Inclusion Summit. You're going to hear from one of our speakers. This is the Women Offshore Podcast. I'm your host, Ali Cedeno, a mariner and founder of Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a 501c3 nonprofit organization supporting a diverse workforce on the water. This episode of the Women Offshore podcast is sponsored by Technip FMC. Technip FMC is a leading technology provider to the traditional and new energies industry, delivering fully integrated products, projects, and services. At Technip FMC, they create an inclusive culture where all employees can draw on their unique experiences and backgrounds together to ignite diversity of thought that sparks solutions for all employees, customers, clients, and communities. Technip FMC is proud of their commitment to inclusion and diversity, as it is the heart of their core values. Thank you, Technip FMC, for sponsoring this show and for also sponsoring our industry mixer with OGGN honoring International Women's Day. We are thankful for your support here at Women Offshore. Women Offshore is a part of the oil and gas global network. Thank you to OGGN for supporting this show. We would not be what we are today having the reach that we do with these episodes without OGGN support. I met Shantae Eden here in Houston, Texas. She is the founder and CEO of Leaders Edge Consulting. And at our Inclusion Summit on August 3rd, she is going to lead a session called Creating and Sustaining an Inclusive Culture. Shantae knows that inclusion is an action. Her session will provide the principles of inclusive leadership and practical steps for fostering and sustaining an inclusive culture. Through interactive and engaging exercises, you will leave her session with several tools to apply and sustain change. As a change leader who brings 20 plus years of expertise, integrating people, processes, technology to affect change, Shantae has led multinational teams in the finance and energy sectors. She's a recognized DEI strategist, change leader, and project management executive. She emphasizes trusted partnerships and leverages her uniquely positioned background to close the gap between strategy and execution to impact organizational culture. Shantae is a sought-after DEI speaker, panelist, and certified professional an inclusive behavior coach, business consultant, and change leader. What a talented woman, and we are so lucky at Women Offshore that she has been a part of some of our events this year. I can't wait to learn more from her. Welcome, Shantae. Welcome to the Women Offshore podcast. Thanks, Sally, for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. It's so good to talk to you again. I loved connecting with you earlier this year at an OGGN event. And then you spoke at our International Women's Day event. And I was just so impressed by you and everything you're doing and knew that we needed to do more together. So thank you for supporting our organization and being on the show to share your gifts with us and the 
change that you're making to make the workforce more inclusive. And I'm excited to learn more from you today and for our audience to get to know you. So can you start out by sharing why did you start your business, Leaders Edge Consulting? Sure. So I started Leaders Edge Consulting really because I saw, you know, for a long time, I worked within a corporate environment leading DEI. And from there, I just realized I wanted to do more. Talking to my peers, talking to folks in the industry, a lot of organizations want to do something, but maybe they don't have the right resources, the right trusted advisors, and you know the right skill set even to be able to do it. And I saw the need and I just felt like I needed to jump right in and try to fill that gap for organizations. Yeah, that's awesome. You really had such great initiative and your business has grown tremendously in the last year and congratulations on all your success. And I can't thank you enough for what you're doing as a woman in the offshore industry. We really need people like you leading the way and showcasing to companies what they need to do to ensure that they have long-term success of their DEI initiatives. So you play such an important role in the industry and corporate culture in general. So thank you is my point. Thank you for what you're doing. What has the experience been and what kind of companies do you work with? It's interesting. I set out to really, I was thinking working with small organizations, again, that maybe don't have the resources to be able to focus and with intention on this type of work. And I've just found that every organization has a need around it. And the way that I approach it is really find, you know, offering to those organizations what I would call fractional leadership in the DEI space. So someone who's experienced, that's done it before, that can meet them exactly where they are and bring them along the way. And so that may be organizations that are, you know, smaller, maybe more immature in the space of DEI, but everybody has an opportunity to to do something. And I don't come in with any cookie cutter. It's very fit for purpose. And so my experience has been really rewarding because you find, you know, you look back over time and you think about where the organization started and where it is now and some of the things we're actually able to do to create sustainable change to culture, really. It's been really fulfilling for me. Good. Yeah, I, I bet that is fulfilling. So what are some common mistakes you see companies making when it comes to their DEI initiatives and policies? How do you help them overcome those mistakes? I would say the number one common mistake is think that training solves everything. Ooh, right? And yeah. so training is a critical element to advancing DEI and, you know, really changing hearts and minds around it. But that's just one piece of it. And so what I like to do is really take a step back with organizations, have them think about this as as any other type of business strategy that they will be thinking about is holistically, what's our vision? What's our objectives? What's our goals around DEI? And how does this align to those business objectives as well? And then formulate a plan again, that's fit for purpose for them to be able to execute it. And so we do that again, you know, through, you know, strategic planning workshops, but then following up with 
implementation plans on how are we going to execute it. And we also think about those change management things. What's the experience of the employee as and our candidates for new hires as we start to do some of the things we want to do? So we look at processes as well. And so, again, we do training and workshops. But again, that's typically a part of an overarching plan. Yeah. Training is just one piece of the puzzle, it sounds like. And there's so much more to move the needle and change culture. Yes, yes, that's right. And even when we do training, we like to also follow up with coaching circles afterwards, right? So oh, okay. how do we take the training and try to equip people through the training exercises and those sessions, but then you know, follow up with the coaching session to see, okay, how do you take what you learned and actually able to apply it day to day? And what else can I help support in order for you to do that? Yeah, I imagine that creates a culture of accountability too, to ensure that the training was effective, that people who take the training are in tune with what it was about and learning how to apply it to their own careers and lives. That follow-up is probably so important. It is. And it's different for everybody and it's different for every organization and every leader, depending on what type of team that they support. And it's really a way to really personalize, again, that individual action that they could do to help drive an inclusive culture. Yeah. And you probably get more buy-in. And then at the same time, as a company, you would get feedback on what didn't didn't work from the training. Is that true? That's true. And so Maybe some of the elements, you know, were not as effective or on the flip side of that, it could be others that we want to spend more time on. And I've seen organizations, you know, follow up from the training with different roundtables or small group sessions where they could talk about the topic in a more intensive way. Yeah. Oh, I love this because there have been so many trainings throughout my entire career. If a company even has something related to culture in their training repertoire, where there was no follow-up. It was, you know, watch this PowerPoint or watch this video and do it by yourself when you can fit it in your busy schedule. And we see that a lot coming out of, especially the maritime industry regarding, you know, current events, things that have happened. Companies are looking to make it as a more inclusive workforce. And part of that is having strong responses to weak signals and, making sure that sexual assault and sexual harassment, which is something women often face in their career, especially the harassment part, that there's training around that so that those type of challenges, if they're faced, they can at least be dealt with through the correct means that the company has set forth through their policies. And so talking to companies and seeing across the industry that there are these trainings being put out there, What does the follow-up look like? What are companies doing? Like, this is such a monumental point in the maritime community. And we need to learn from you on how do these trainings fit into that big puzzle? And then what kind of follow-up is needed? Because it's definitely not worked in the past to just put out a PowerPoint or something and call it good. Yeah, no, that's right. I think, you know, anytime you think about instituting change, especially cultural change, it's usually people and processes, right? systems, people, and processes. And so it's important that you tackle both ends of it to really affect the change that we want to see. And so to your point about what policies do we have, you know, again, how do those policies align to the behaviors that we're trying to get to? And so there's a blend of what 
the engagement with me would look like because I like to look at the data, obviously, I like to audit the current processes. And then we want to formulate a framework that, you know, it's going to get us to that end state that includes people and processes. Yeah. Wow. It's so impressive how you tackle this challenge and help companies get through these hurdles to make it more inclusive in their work environment. But if you had a magic wand, right, I love these questions, would you change anything in corporate culture to make it more inclusive? What would you do just taking that wand and running it over the U.S. for a magical change all at once? You know, I could see that visual in my head doing that. I would say leaders thinking about this as any other business strategy, right? Ooh, yeah. How you frame it, you know, it cannot be just a separate thing that, you know, sometimes that we're thinking about, you know, our shareholders are asking about. It has to be ingrained in the culture. And it's, you know, it's just as, you know, something similar is safety, right? It's the same thought process where we think about how do we ingrain DEI into a part of who we are as an organization. And so that means we're talking about it. That means our development plans include elements of it. That means how we promote, how we hire, you know, how we engage with our workforce. It's ingrained in every aspect. And then we have our business practices that formulate or formalize the work and how we operate as an organization. If I had a magic wand, that's what I would ask leaders to do is just think about this as any other business strategy that you would be tackling. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. It makes sense too, right? Because so much of what we're talking about is business. It affects the bottom line. It affects whether your workforce comes or goes. And that can be a huge expense when you're constantly having this attrition rate, right? That pushes people out and that costs you money to hire and rehire. And it's just, yeah, it's so important for a business case. And for some reason, it's not always as obvious to leaders and it's really too bad. Yeah, I was literally just talking about this with the client yesterday about, you know, how he was in product development and engineering and how important diverse and inclusive teams are critical to innovation. And he has seen it with his own eyes. And if he has a team that looks the same or all came from the same school or not as diverse, then the product, the end result is not as effective, right? They're not as innovative. And on the flip side, if they have a hugely diverse team that's participating in the product development side, then they tend to have just able to wow their customers with the result that they're able to get. Isn't it kind of sad that in 2022, we have to have these conversations to prove why diversity matters? I'm going to be honest with you. I typically like to work with clients. And this has really been a great experience so far because the clients I get are the ones that are problem aware right? They know they have an issue, but maybe they just don't know how to even get started or they're stuck in the work that they're trying to do or not executing in the way that they want to see things executed. Again, my project management experience just helps me really hone in on, okay, what do we need to do? What's the outcome that we're looking for? And then what are the steps that we need to get there? And so that's been really, again, fulfilling to work with people that are problem aware and they want to do something. I'm happy to have the business case discussion, but I prefer not to, frankly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I get that. Like going to conferences and, for example, and having to talk about why we need more women and why DEI matters. It's just feel like you're taking steps back rather than taking steps forward. And 
You could be instead using that time to talk about, okay, what are we going to do? Or what are some possibilities at least? And to make that change, because in order to move the needle, we got to get through that conversation and not everyone's on board. So you have to have that conversation when necessary, but it's really about that change. And and that's what you're doing. So it's really great implementing changes with companies and every culture is different. So you're providing that custom approach, which is fantastic. So at the upcoming Women Offshore Inclusion Summit, which is a new event for us, and it's about bring people like you and your work to the forefront so that the maritime industry that wants to change can learn from you. You will speak about your work at the Inclusion Summit as well as lead a session that is going to have like a workshop vibe to it. Can you give us a taste of what's to come? You know, I've really been thinking about, I'm really excited, first of all, to be able to deliver this session. Allie, thank you so much. And thanks to Women Offshore for giving me the opportunity to really get in front of companies that, again, want to do something, but maybe just needs a little bit more insight and resources to be able to do it. So the topic of the session, we're going to focus on activating inclusive leadership. So a lot of the training, again, is you know, creating awareness and understanding. And we'll do a little bit about that. Then we want to talk about what are the things we can actually do that are practical, you know, within our influence and control. And what's that framework for us to be able to do it? And so I want to share some tips with these organizations that they could take back with them and really put into practice in order to be able to really drive this forward and or get the conversation going at least. I love that. I'm so excited. I can't wait to hear you speak. So the inclusion summit's on August 3rd and, you know, I'm currently pregnant. I'm supposed to be induced that night and go into labor and give birth the next day. And I'm so happy because I can attend the inclusion summit because I'll just be waiting around to get induced. And your session is one that I know I'll be taking notes on and I just can't wait to learn from you. So thank you again. Thank you so much for your support. and what you're going to be doing with us at the Inclusion Summit to propel change in the industry. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It's really great. Awesome. Thank you. So thanks for coming on the show. Again, we can't wait to learn more from you at the Inclusion Summit. Is there anything else you would like to share? You know, obviously, if you want to get in touch with me, I'm on LinkedIn, very active on LinkedIn. You can find me there. But one of, there's a book that I read called The Traveler's Gift. It was one of my favorites. Um, I can't think of the author right now. But one of the quotes in there talks about, you know, when you have a choice of doing nothing and doing something, that we should always choose to act. And so that's really what this is about, because we all have an opportunity to do something in this space. And again, it might look different for every organization. And my goal is to find those things that we feel like can really make an impact our organizations and help them do that. Great. I love that. We'll include that quote in the blog post. That's a great quote. And also put a link to your LinkedIn if that's okay. So people can reach out and learn more from you. Yes. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I know I've thanked you a lot throughout this episode, but really it means a lot to me and my organization. And we will see you in a couple of weeks at the Inclusion Summit. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Women Offshore podcast. What did you think of the show? Leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts. 
Additionally, if you want to propel women offshore forward, please visit womenoffshore.org or womenoffshore.shop. Make a donation or purchase some swag. Until next time, stay safe out there and I'll talk to you soon.